Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi everyone and welcome once again to History Dweebs. My name is Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a light-hearted look at the dark side of history. Um, today our topic is the Vampire Clan murders. Uh, this is a, it was a teen cult back in the 1990s that uh, got together and um, murdered two people. Brutally murdered. Not gingerly, but brutally murdered, Colonel. Well, Dottie likes brutal murder. She does. She kind of likes that. We're doing this one for her. Um, so we're going to talk about their dastardly deeds, but before we do... Okay, well, thanks. Brandy time's over now. Wait, so. <laughs> and wait a minute. I have to remind everyone that we are a uh, true crime comedy podcast, and we use adult language, foul like, language. Like, well, just an instance. Give them an instance, devil. Why do I have to give them an Cause instance? Because you're the one using all the foul language. Give them an example, a little sample of what you got there. Like, like, go fuck yourself? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah, that would pretty much be what you'd hear if you, if you listened to the entire podcast. But uh, if um, that type of language, un- unladylike language, offends you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even. Um, you wow. may want to listen to one of the other fine podcasts out there, including our friends with They Walk Among Us, our friends with uh, Haunted Visions, I, Rants and Reasons, a political podcast that the colonel's involved with. Um, when I or, run for president. Or the best podcast out there, really, Dead Ball. Dead Ball is the finest one out yeah. there. And, you know, I, I I don't feel so bad now, Timmy, because I, I happen to know they, they walk among us at a post today. Oh, a happy birthday to Ben, by the happy way. Happy birthday, Ben Fitton, yeah. But yes. it, it was, uh, it just said, you know, he got from seven downloads when, from his original release to uh, nine million now. Yeah. Ben, so I guess that puts him on par with us. I guess, yeah, I mean, puts him about eight point nine million ahead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me introduce our panel. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by the very lovely and talented, a lady who needs no introduction, but we will give her one anyway. She is known throughout uh, the land, through hamlets large and small. Ever- <laughs> Is it drunken? <laughs> have you ever been to a hamlet? I have not. <laughs> okay. Have you ever had an omelet? <laughs> no. Blech. A lady who's known as Brandy the Benevolent. Don't you think she's pretty benevolent, Colonel? She can benevolent at all, Timmy. That's the last word I'd use to describe her. Her Majesty, Queen Brandy the First. How are you today, Brandy? You're looking I'm very lovely today. <laughs> I'm all right, Tim. Here, look at this devil. Ow. What are you doing? Really? Take a look at this. What is that? That's that's my knee. Um, we are got um, a big bruise on the side. I of see it. it. I'm, we I can't are, believe you lived. We are a podcast and uh, not a television show. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I we'll put the picture up on the page. I'm uh, exhausted, Timmy. How was your weekend, Brandy? Loud. It was. Noah, for those of you that are actually on our page, Noah did, Noah did a little live. This is your uh, six-year-old son. Yeah, a little It's little pretty snippet. damn impressive, well, i got to say. A little snippet of Noah's life there. Facebook Live with and Noah. And he was like that all weekend, just talking, didn't take a breath, and it was hard to... Well, he has a lot of things to say. Oh, my God. And then guess what? What? And guess what? And guess what happened? <laughs> but guess what happened, Mom? And then guess what? And then... Sure. Oh. He was talking about you like you were not even there. I know. He was referring to his mother. And yeah. then I have to ask my mom. <laughs> and a third person. <laughs> he was. Yeah. Was well, he, well, he knows his audience. He's not talking to me. So <laughs> yeah. Then I have to ask my mom. My mom won't let me do that. 
he was claiming a lot of things about you. Movies was, that you've seen. Yeah. Let's keep in mind that I don't let him watch any of the movies that he's talking about. The horror movies. That yes. Uh, I don't let him watch that shit. Okay. So other than that, how was your weekend? You yeah, it was weekend? all right. Okay. You re- you're excited about this topic? Okay, these are your people, right? We're spending a no, lot of time on so. it, Jimmy. I don't think they're my people. Well, I know, but it's paranormal, kind of. No, there's there's nothing paranormal about these oh, I know, but I, <laughs> yeah, Okay, that's fair. <laughs> uh, let me introduce our other member of our panel, a man. Oh, by the way, Brandy is huh. going to... CrimeCon, right? You're going to be representing uh, us at CrimeCon? I will be at CrimeCon. And people can look you up? They can. And get their photos taken with you? Sure. Okay. Rachel and I will both be there. Yes, Rachel, uh, your co-host on Haunted Visions. Mm -hmm. And so you will be wearing different hats. You will be wearing your Haunted Vision hat and your History Dweeb hat. I will probably be wearing no hats because I will be walking around as a regular spectator. But please, uh, stalk Brandy if you're in town. Sure. <laughs> sure. Don't, don't You'll get, get you're going to get real bored real will, quick. You will have drinks with people, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. Oh, yes, you will. <laughs> you're goddamn right. You'll as long as we're done by people. nine, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Let me introduce uh, a man who really needs no introduction, a man who is uh, considered the moral compass of our podcast. By no one. A man who has been described as an oasis. And, you know, these are troubled times, Brandy. And people look for guidance during They should not look here. And he's, uh, this man has been described as an oasis in the desert of despair. He has not ever been described that way. The very honorable, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm not good, Timmy. Of course he's not good. <laughs> What's wrong, Colonel? Isn't that Tim? enough for Colonel time already? <laughs> I, I was walking Rudy the Wonder Dog, Timmy. Yes. And I took him down on the trails. Now, listen to that, Brandy, because Rudy is a Patreon sponsor. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, show some respect, all right? Uh, I'm walking Rudy down the trail to me. And, okay. And and the missus told me wear boots, and I didn't wear boots. I wore gym shoes because it was muddy. Yeah. And then I slipped, Timmy. You fell? I didn't fall. Did you no, break your I'm hip? I'm nimble like a, a cat, Timmy. You know oh. that. Did you break your hip? But I, I, I believe I told you have to watch for that at a certain age. My knee has turned purple, and I will. Oh, I will, that's the photo you Post pictures on the History Dweeb's page. Just oh, I see. So, sure please send all your get well wishes sympathy. to the Colonel. Po- positive vibes, thoughts, and prayers. Yes. Money. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Colonel is uh, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman, Brandy. No, he's not. You, you probably have heard people refer to him as that. I never have. Mm. Well, I'm sorry, Colonel. Are you doing okay now, or have you taken the uh, Percocet? Um, you know, I'm on. Uh, I'm on uh, the the my co-host on the other thing is into this hippie stuff to me, and she gave me some. You're talking turmeric. about the lovely Karen. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, she gave me some turmeric or some kind of stuff. It might be poison. I don't know, but here's, it makes you here's feel hoping. better. It does. It relieves inflammation throughout your body. Oh, it yeah, does all yeah. kinds of things. I found Percocet does pretty well. Yeah, I can't get Percocet, Timmy. Um, I'm sorry. Sure you can. Just mm. ask Tim. <laughs> last, time, last time I got Percocet, I seen the devil at 2 o'clock in the morning crawling through my bedroom window oh. trying to get to the stuff. So. All right. Let's talk about these crazy, crazy kids. <laughs> these crazy kids mm. going out and Chopping up people and drinking their blood. Actually, they used a crowbar, but close enough. They're hooligans. They they are hooligans. You know what? I I, I I made a mistake on this podcast, on this doing the research on this, and looked at the um, crime photos. I don't normally do that, right? But and they're brutal. I, uh, they really are brutal. So uh, anyway, it's uh, not uh, that often, Brandy, that you hear about a murder involve, involving real vampires because they're not. Chuck, have you noticed Tim's got like Helen Keller's phone over there? Every time a text message pops up, it only one word fits yeah. on the entire phone. <laughs> I'm old, dude. I Is can't read. I'm, I'm I can blind. read that shit from across the table. I'm waiting for something to come out in Braille. When they get the Braille phones, <laughs> Timmy can get one. Jesus of those. God! Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't want to read his text I, messages. No, I don't get those types anymore. I don't. I don't get. You know. It, at a certain age, you kind of uh, you st- you notice that you stop getting nude pictures, and you get more like I don't know reminders about AARP and all that sort of stuff. So I don't get the um, uh, crotch shots anymore, unfortunately. Not that I want them, of course. Of course. 
because I don't approve of that sort of thing. As yeah, you, know, you do not. Right. I'm opposed to people uh, promoting uh, nudity, Colonel. No, you're not, Timmy. You <laughs> I was just going to let him see. I, just, I, just, I believe they built Snapchat just for you, Timmy. Just see where it goes. Yeah. Just see where it goes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just let him talk. Snooty. You I know, mean, I've never sent uh, one of those photos in my life. I swear to God, never sent one. I you've that. received quite a few. I, well, I can't control what people think <laughs> okay, me. Yeah. Right? Oh, God, tell me about these kids. I'd rather hear about these kids than these wacky see, kids. I can't, you know, and that's the thing I don't understand about showing your junk is I got to get a time delay to move like five feet across a room because I can't just point down and get that whole thing in there, Timmy. You had to use panoramic. <laughs> yeah, I got, yeah. You need a selfie I got, stick, huh? I, I need a selfie <laughs> stick to get it, yeah. <laughs> Jackass. And then I got to put something Again, next to it. Like I'd rather hear about these Coke vampire Zero kids than either one of your scale. penises. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, my penis has an interesting history. <laughs> I don't know. No, it doesn't. Well, yeah, it does. It, it has an interesting history, but we'll save that for another time. Let's talk about these wacky kids. Or never. Yeah. <laughs> it's not often, Brandy, that you hear about a murder involving real vampires. And, vampire, and this is not one of them. <laughs> and vampire cults these days. But back in 1996, it was a different story. You remember 1996. You was probably at home. Yeah, vaguely. Watching Friends or something. Yeah, it was not. But okay. Roderick Rod. It, they called him Rod. Well, sure. Rod DeMod. Farrell. He was a disturbed teenager, Brandy, from Kentucky. Aren't they all, really? Yes. My home state. Or the state that I live in, anyway. He formed a small vampire cult called the Vampire Clan. Well, that is what original. Else it, what else are you going to call them? Yeah. The short-lived group believed that they were actual vampires and immortal, Brandy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they might have been immoral, but they uh, believed they were immortal. Wow. Getting in the moonshine. They even practiced drinking blood and other vampire rituals you'd have to practice that shit that's nasty what uh what other rituals are they for vampires brandy you should know this i don't know they sleep in coffins they only come out at night hang upside down by the toes yeah you gotta be turn into bats you gotta be invited into people's houses see that's they have too many fucking rules like you gotta be bad at you you know how you get around that if they got a welcome mat that's why i don't have one you have a welcome mat how slick you are yeah, the vampire can just oh, walk right yeah. there. It's a technicality. Them in. Yeah. Welcome to our home. No bullshit. That's same with demons, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I got a I got a doormat that just says hello. Hmm. That's all. Hello. Yeah. You're not making any commitments. I, yeah, I don't want you in my house. Hello. Goodbye. They were um, they were responsible for one of the most cold blooded. Home That's invasion, bullshit, home no. invasion murders in the past one hundred years. Home invasion murder? What the home, fuck is that? <laughs> home invasion murder, yeah. A home invasion murder for All the right. past one hundred years. We have done two hundred episodes, Timmy, and not nary mm-hmm. one has not been cold blooded. Man, yeah, we're building. We're kind of hyping this up. Okay, bear, bear with me. But I just feel like you're misleading our listeners. Yeah. Timmy's our hype man. I'm, I'm the he's hype. A, man. He's a he's a madman advertising guy. Rod Farrell, who was nineteen at or sixteen at the time. Excuse me. Actually, believed himself to be a 500-year-old vampire named Vesigo. V-E-S-A-G-O. Is that right, Vesigo? Sure. Okay. Well, you, you're into this. I thought you were like you were like on first name basis with all these. I don't know why you would think that. Demons. He claimed that he would live forever, Brandy. Mm-hmm. He's still alive, so you know who's to say not right. Roderick Justin Rodverrell was born on March 28, 1980, in Murray, Kentucky. Yep, that's a bitty, bitty town. And is that by uh, Casey? It's near Casey? I don't know if it's by Lexington, but I've heard of it, and I know it's very, very small. Okay, well, it's a town of about 13,000. Yep. It lies in southwestern Kentucky near the Tennessee state line. Uh, it's a home of Murray State University, and are some of our... Listeners may be familiar with Murray State because they're in the NCAA tournament quite frequently, aren't they, Colonel? They are quite a bit. Mm-hmm. For a little school, they do good. They have an 88,300-student 80, body. Um, so it's a you know, fair-sized school. You ever been to Murray, Kentucky, Colonel? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was down there for a dinner not too long ago, Timmy. Really? 
political fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Now, Brandy, what's your thoughts about the colonel running for a high political office again in 2020? I'm calling just if there's well, I'm not bullshitting around with it this time, Timmy. Now, mm-hmm. last time I just was mm-hmm. it was a half hearted effort, it was testing the waters, yeah. And basically, it was just so I could get a campaign fund going. And well, you, know, you noticed that he started this political podcast, kind of give him a platform, Brandon. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, all right, I, you, you should listen. It's almost like it's like if Tommy's giving me the hurry up. came to life or something, you know, and was She's talking. trying to rush me alone. I, I don't think I she wants to hear your own. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you seem impatient today, though. You I twitching? told you, you I got. You got some messed up. I wish I was. I told you I got it. I have to go get a crown today. A crown? Uh-huh, I have to be fitted. <laughs> Is it Princess Day? <laughs> a little bit. All right. We'll get back to the story, but we do want Could to hear mo- more about his political aspirations in coming episodes. You can hear about it after I leave. Rod was raised by a single mother, Brandy, who worked full-time and had two part-time jobs just to put food on the table. I admire that woman. Well, you won't after you find out more about her. (laughs) Rod was very shy as a small boy. He loved art and pretty much kept to himself uh, at school. At home, he spent most of his uh, free time watching television and playing video games. So pretty much the average Right, he's a teenager. Teenager right now, right. As Rod got older, however, he started interacting more with some of the kids at school. He was a misfit, but he generally hung out with other misfits. Sort of like you, Brandy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. clearly. You play video games. Mm -hmm. Some. You hang out with misfits. I do. You hang out with Rachel. She's kind of a misfit, wouldn't you say, Colonel? Yeah, she wasn't the one I was thinking of. (laughs) I know, I know you're thinking of. Thinking about the Colonel. Yeah. Rod, sure. uh, Rod was uh, where he's shy, yeah, yeah, yada, yada. He got older and started interacting with other kids. The group was bullied a great deal when Rod uh, and Rod uh, was beat up by classmates on several occasions. Brandy, his best friend was a guy named Nigel Harrison, and he was beaten so bad in the fourth grade. Nigel was that he required hospitalization for several weeks. That's Brandy. a shame. Yeah. Nigel's parents decided to relocate rather than to have their son return to the same school. Well, sure. Now, this affected Rod because he was disappointed his friend was moving, and he vowed revenge against those who uh, bullied Nigel. In the fourth grade. Yeah. Well, you know, know, life's rough enough without your parents naming you Nigel. I know. Around this time, Rod started uh, to become obsessed with death, Colonel. Mm. Well, we all become obsessed with death. He would fantasize about it, though, about committing suicide or being murdered by a stranger. He would uh, fantasize about it? I think half the people on our our Facebook (laughs) (laughs) fantasize about that. Well, they fantasize about doing it to other people, just choking the life out of them. No, he was fantasized about being murdered himself. uh, So... In class, he would draw pictures of himself being devoured by large animals and demons. You ever draw pictures like that, Brandy? No. Okay. That's not a red flag. Yeah. He would, <laughs> he would also draw pictures of himself strapped into the electric chair. <laughs> That's it, fortuitous. It was a prophet. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, kind of. His mother, his mother and teachers became concerned. Really? <laughs> oh. <laughs> and had Rod evaluated by a school psychologist. The psychologist concluded that Rod was acting out as a result of loneliness and recommended he become more involved in school activities. Yeah. But no one wanted to hang out with the freaky little bastard. Yeah. There yeah. were no record of him becoming more active. <laughs> so apparently he I mean, did not take that advice. I wanted to hang out with him? Well, I don't know. He's like, yeah, you want to see my little vampire, little vampire friends? <laughs> little Eddie Monsters. <laughs> right. <laughs> You think Eddie Munster and Wednesday ever? Oh, Timmy, yeah, that's foul. That's incest. No, it's, no not. it's not. They weren't related. They weren't related. No, she was related to Pugsley. Oh, that's right. That's right. I don't think Pugsley got got any. Oh uh, no, Pugsley was. You know what? Pugsley's a pimp. Yeah, Pug, yeah, Pugsley. Women like women like it, that pasty skin. Uh-huh. Those folds. You think Pugsley was getting laid? Brandy? I think Pugsley was a pimp. Yeah, I think it was getting laid a lot. Well, it got <laughs> laid like crazy. You know, it was getting it because it was. You know, yeah, it was probably packing a good. 
It was hung like a dog. Well, he was. He might not be much in terms of uh, looks. looks, but he's yeah, very. He wasn't a great dancer. But I he can't was good imagine with it, the, his his hands. Yeah, he had some hands, but I can't imagine it being a good dancer. No, it. Which was the, the thing? The thing. The thing. That's who I'm yeah. thinking of. Oh, about. the hairy guy. No, no the no, hand. Cousin it was the thing. Was the hairy guy. The hairy guy. Yeah, I'm oh, thinking yeah, of the hand. It, who was uh, Uncle Fester? That's Uncle who I'm Fester thinking was of. Oh, oh, he too. got some. He got some. Yeah. He got some. You know, Uncle Fester was not. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he but put that light the, bulb in his mouth. Who was the big lurchy guy? Lurch. Lurch. <laughs> okay, yeah. He's the guy I'm talking about. He couldn't have been a good you dancer. Rang. <laughs> yeah. Can you do that again? No. <laughs> well, anyway. Okay. So yeah, Uncle Fester had that light bulb that he put in his yeah. mouth. Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. Anyway, um more t shirt. Well, how did you get that dress off? It's oh, all Oh man, I would Bang Mortician, more t- you just oh, cut it off. Oh my lord! <laughs> you think uh, you no, think you uh, her husband was banging her a lot? No, because she couldn't get out of the dress. Yeah, it, some, it seems like it would a dress would be dangerous. You trip over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, back to Rod. She, you know, when I was a teen, when a young boy, Morticia was my first love to me. Mm-hmm. You, the, you oh, used she was to a pleasure yourself to her. Huh? You just pleasure yourself to her. Well, I'm not going to get into gross stuff here, Timmy. I'm just saying that she would, you know. You ever please yourself to Raquel Welch? No, nah, she was a little bit before my time, but I did have the Fair Fawcett poster, Timmy. Did you? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so Rod. Back to Rod Brandy. <laughs> Speaking of Rod. <laughs> so... Uh, his relationship, when he turned 13, he started experimenting with drugs, Brandy. Oh, here we go. He started dressing in all black. Oh, goth, little goth bastard. And he started reading about the occult, Brandy. So pretty much like your yeah. childhood, Brandy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much mm-hmm. like, oh, then he started a paranormal. Podcast. I must say that the occult thing is really hot sometimes on depends. women. Yeah, it depends. But you just said yourself that you like Morticia Adams. Yeah, but she wasn't really a cult thing. She was more, no. I mean... But she had that old goth look, black, a, black. Yeah, but she was a soccer mom, really, Timmy. If you look at it, she <laughs> never was, considered her a soccer mom. But okay. Oh, well, she was just she was just a alt version of what was uh, the what was Mrs. That, Cleaver, Timmy? What was the woman's name? The old woman's name on the Adams family? Lillian. Okay. Lillian. Oh, Ad- no, no, there was no old woman on the Adams family. Yeah. Well, you're uh, thinking of the monster. Which one had Uncle Festus? There was an old woman on it. Fester, Uncle Fester, <laughs> whatever. Festus was on Gunsmoke. Yeah, I know. Jesus H. Christ. What? What? What was her name? I don't know what the old. There was no old woman on there. Yeah, she had real uh, haggard. It was a real haggard look. I don't look know. it up. Look up. Uh, look uh, it up, Colonel. Look it up. God damn! I got used my. Write name. that down. Okay, so. Um, where was it? Okay, I don't so, fucking know. So he's in the he's in he's goth, right? He's dressing in black. He's reading about Satanism. He's now him and his friends are getting into drugs. They're starting to drink. Um, now he mostly used marijuana, but would later uh, take whatever he could get his hands on. And he started getting uh, meth- methamphetamines, brandy. Oh. Uh, you, I know we do not uh, approve of on this podcast. Mm-mm. We encourage people to stay away from meth. But Unless uh, you gotta stay up late for something. If you work third shift, you gotta stay up late. Meth's so not you're, bad st- for you're it. saying there is exceptions. Meth there is the way to go. To Meth is the way to go. Yeah, don't screw around with those Red Bulls. They're bad for your heart. Stay in school. Math, not meth. That's what I always say, Brandy. <laughs> yeah, I've heard you say that once. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so he's getting into uh, drugs. He's drinking. He's uh, dressing in all black. So he's gossiping, basically, getting a goth lifestyle. His mother. I who, don't know that it is a goth lifestyle, but go ahead. Well, you know what I mean. He's emulating that lifestyle. Uh-huh. Okay. So his relationship with his mother became more strained during. You know that will mother. That'll do her. Yeah, doing meth will really. But, but, there's a gap. You know, it creates a gap between you and your parents. Sometimes. It does. Yeah. Anyway, um, that relationship with his mom became strained, and she did not approve of his drinking or drug use. Brandy. Good for her. His mother was a devoted Christian, Colonel, and was concerned about her son's attraction to the occult. If uh, it is believed as a teenager, Rod started physically abusing his mother and threatening to kill her, Brandy. Rod's mother was devoted to her son, however, and did all she could to keep to help him. 
but it was becoming apparent that Rod was beyond help or getting, you know, getting beyond help. Around this time, uh, around the time he was 14 years old, pets around the neighborhood started disappearing, Brandy. Yeah. Oh, surprise, no. surprise. Now, if it's cats, it's one thing to me because they, they disappear on you. Well, it was cats and dogs. Dogs don't often disappear. And a goat. And a goat, a billy goat. Several cats were found hanged while another pet's a neighbor's dog, pet dog was found disemboweled. Okay, oh, well, in fairness, that's not really disappearing because they found yeah. them. Well, right. But I'm saying some disappeared and some were being found. No one was ever charged in these acts. Uh, but people started suspecting Rod was behind it. Because you know, that wasn't a far stretch. <laughs> you know, he was the only vampire in the neighborhood. Um, Always blaming the vampires. I know. It's, it's, it's how they get a bad it's rap. It's discrimination. It's profiling. <laughs> it is profiling. <laughs> Rod and his friends would skip school and hang out at his house and drink and play video games, Brandy. What do you think about that? That's what I do after school. You think he got picked on for being named Rod? Yeah. I mean, there's worse. I mean, he could have been Nigel. He could have been Nigel. <laughs> yeah, but Rod, you big Rod. There's a guy Rod. in, um, <laughs> this is this sounds awful, but there's a guy in my neighborhood. His name was Virgil. And, you know, of course, everyone called him Virgin, right? Right. He was killed because he threw a Frisbee, got stuck on a uh, tele- on top of a telephone pole when he climbed <laughs> up to get it. <laughs> That's a Pete's sake. <laughs> it's awful. I bet that melted right in his hand. Right. It was awful. It was tragic. There's a lot of tragedy in your you neighborhood. You know what I seen one day? This is a goddamn distinct to me. It's uh-huh. a true story. True story, Brandon. listen up, devil, because this could happen to you. Probably won't, but. Good. Okay, you know how you see squirrels running across the power lines? Yeah. And you wonder, how in the fuck are they not getting electrocuted? Mm-hmm. One day, Timmy, I'm seeing a squirrel running down. There must have been a little bit of worn wire on the, on the cover. And <laughs> All of a sudden, I just seen this fucking squirrel pop, <laughs> drop to the ground. It was like a movie. There was smoke coming from his mouth. Did he? Did, did, was it like an X-ray? Could you see his like his bones? <laughs> no, it wasn't like a cartoon. But you could. We were just. I was out in the front yard, and I just heard like a. <laughs> yeah, I seen this. Drop, drop just like a fucking drop out on the street. Brandy, your thoughts about that? But I'm not kidding. There was smoke coming off this. Now, some you're going to upset, you're gonna upset Shirley. Well, I went and grabbed him by the tail, and I took him in the house, and I was like, Dennis ready. Did you take him to the hospital? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was... Uh, it, it's true story. I felt sorry for the little bastard, but... Can you tell? <laughs> yeah, I can tell. It really <laughs> tore him up. This is goddamn this thing I've ever seen, Timmy. Because all the other squirrels, they just kept going by. Yeah. And this guy, this well, I guess it kind of um, answered your question for you then, didn't it? When it's your time, it's your time. It's true, Brandy. Not well, so I've heard. All right. So uh, we're sorry for all the PETA folks who are listeners out there. PETA. Whatever. PETA. PETA would make more sense because you pet a pet. It's PETA. Fuck. God, you have two goddamn pages. Can you move on? <laughs> So Rod and his friends would skip school, hang out at his house, drink, party, play video games. The group was also spent a lot of time role-playing, in which they pretended to be vampires, Brandy. Sure. They played a game called The Masquerade. Have you heard of that game? <coughs> I have not. Were you into the Dungeons and Dragons and any of that I stuff? was not. Just Dungeons? <laughs> Just Dragons. Okay. <laughs> She's still into the Dungeons. <laughs> The group, uh, so they they did a lot of role-playing, pretended they were uh, vampires. And on several occasions, Rod would hand out glasses of animal blood for the group to drink. Ah. Not sure where they got the animal blood at. but Probably from an animal. Squirrel falling out of the sky. One of the games teens played was called, as I said, The Masquerade, which I guess was a popular, or is a popular, role-playing game. And in it, uh, Rod convinced his friends that while playing the game, he transformed into a real vampire. How dumb are his fucking friends? Well, That's what I want to know. Murray, Kentucky, so. After these ceremonies, as quote-unquote ceremonies, Rod's behavior and actions became more rational. He became to, uh, uh, Rod became to uh, genuinely believe that he was a demon. And genuinely? A vampire. Well, he's a dumbass too. He insisted that his friend call, friends called him call him Vesigo, 
which apparently was the name of a 500-year-old vampire possessing his soul. Mm-hmm. I did look up that. That is a like, supposedly a demon, Vesigo. So he's, he's got some remember. He's got Demopedia or something. He found it. Mm-hmm. Rod would... Demopedia? Uh, Demo. Demo. Rod would expel... Uh, uh, he would be expelled from high school in the ninth grade and was using both marijuana and LSD by the time he was 14. Cocaine and heroin brandy would be Rod's next step. Well, that sounds like the natural progression. Okay, Brandy. It is time for you to tell us what happens next in the saga of I would love to tell the you vampire. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Man. Yeah, I'd love to tell you. Life, a little life to it. Shut your hole. Entertain people, would you? Yeah, Shut entertain. your Make hole. sure you uh, speak from Timmy, your diaphragm. Timmy writes this thing from the heart here, would you? Okay. Speak from your diaphragm. Yeah. My diaphragm is none of your business. <laughs> By the way, we, there was a poll on our page on uh, what loyalties people had. Me. You went, Brandy finished first, Chuck finished second. I finished fourth. There's only three people on this podcast. Well, you I, have think, I think Rudy beat you. Too. He did. <laughs> That's hilarious. I would have been first had Timmy not really split the vote. No, whatever. Almost like he was possessed by demons, the demons that he claimed to be, Rod would fly into absolute rages when he would intravenously inject cocaine and heroin simultaneously. Isn't that oh, an eight ball? Speed ball. Yeah, speed so, ball. Balling, some kind whatever. of Whatever, ball. Uh, allegedly breaking furniture in fits of anger. Oh, emotional, see, now that's not right. No. Emotional problems compounded by drug problems made him an emotional wreck. Introspective, deep, and thoughtful one minute, and a furious problem child completely enraged for seemingly no reason the next. No, I don't picture him very deep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He probably wrote a bunch of poetry and oh, yeah. oh. dark shit. Yeah. Had a bunch of black journals and wrote it in red ink and told his friends it was blood. Colonel, are you spending time on the, the, the dark web? Um, I don't want to get into that, Timmy. Okay. It's a fucked up place. His friends, who claim at first to consider the vampire ritual just a game, came, came to gradually believe that Rob was indeed Vesigo and started to follow his commands. Dumbasses. The group of four or five teenagers pretty much took over the household where Rod, when Rod's mother was at work. When she would come home, his mother would find the house a mess and blood stains on the wall and carpet. When Rod's mother confronted him, he went into a rage and threatened to kill her. Let me tell you what, I pay the mortgage up in this bitch. <laughs> yeah. That's point. I feel sorry for her. I she's will out. tear this goddamn house down. She's out working two or three jobs. And yeah. he's an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. After she calmed... Uh, well, fuck. All right. After he had calmed down, Rod, matter of fact... Matter of factly, told his mother that he was not her son, but rather Vesigo, a okay. 500 year old vampire. 
He He's told got a her, point. He told her if she ever wanted to see her son rot again, she would do exactly what he said. Oh, for peace. So sake. he's holding himself hostage. Sure. He's he's sending he's sending himself those little cutout letters. <laughs> <laughs> out of magazine. Yeah. Uh let's see. He also told her that if she would discuss their conversation with anyone, he would go to the police and report her for having sex with two of Rod's underage friends. What? There was never any evidence presented to support this claim. However, in nineteen ninety seven after Rod was arrested. It has been reported that his mother pled guilty to writing lewd, sexually charged letters to a 14-year-old boy Ooh. when she was 34 years old herself. That's why Rod had friends. Well, you know that's the right. thing is, yeah. it's weird because he threatened to, it's hard to tell if he threatened to like frame her or whatever, but eventually she does get arrested for that and pleads guilty. So, I mean, people plead guilty for different reasons, so maybe it was just yeah. a... The letter suggested sex between her and the minor child and a custom called crossing over in which the couple would drink blood as they consummated their relationship. Do you and Dave, have you and Dave ever crossed have over? Have you crossed over? I don't have think so. Have you ever bit so, Dave so hard on his shoulder he bled? Devil. Women are into, you know what? I, I dated this girl who was really into vampires. Women can be really into vampires. I'm, I'm really not. I don't like, I just don't, I don't get to biting. I don't like women to bite me. Oh, me. I understand that, girl. Well, you know, because women sometimes don't realize you have tell them that they have to cover their teeth, girl. <laughs> they do. And women, yeah. Brandy, you're a woman of the world. I know you know this. <laughs> oh, all the devil did that. Well, maybe she didn't. That's why she got the seat but, in economics, Timmy. But you realize that that's that can be very <laughs> painful to men, Brandy. It's not a laughing matter. Well, and if I cared about that, then I would be more engaged in this conversation. And that's what I, you know, I got bit. It was just like a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, what? Why? Why you bit? Why? That, I mean, that's. It makes no sense. Why you bite me? And well, then, why did Renee get carried away? Or well, I went for the last thin mint, Timmy. Oh, she bit your hand. <laughs> she bit me on her wrist. All right. Rod's mother later pled guilty to the charges, was sentenced to probation, in order to seek counseling. By this point, the small group of friends started referring to themselves as the Vampire Clan. Catchy. Mm-hmm. Rod. I wonder if they had T-shirts. <laughs> Rod was their leader, and in order to join the Vampire Clan. One must have, of course, drunk blood. That's fair. Rod would cut his arm and force new recruits into the vampire clan to drink oh. his blood in order to gain acceptance. Oh, that's so gross. You know what I mean? Blood, uh, there's a lot of pathogens you can get by sucking people's blood. The exact number of members in this clan is not certain. However, police believed it reached 20 to 25 members at its peak in the mid-1990s. What the fuck? There's not a whole lot to do in Murray, Kentucky, apparently. Clearly. Rod's best friend, Howard Scott Anderson, simply referred to as Scott, uh, was his right-hand man and sometimes enforcer. Around this time, Rod started a relationship with Charity Lynn Casey. Casey. Mm -hmm. Uh, Charity. All these kids are like 15, 16. She was a 17-year-old member of the group, and she would soon become Rod's girlfriend. Okay. Charity was entranced by the by the would-be cult leader, but her parents were not swayed yeah, by parents, Rod. Parents are not big in the, their daughters dating vampires. Uh-uh. In fact, they she was warned not, her. Hold on. Who, she wasn't spayed. Swayed. Spayed. Swayed. Oh, swayed. You know, okay. They wasn't, uh, they wasn't approving of that relationship. Brandy, have, have you ever had relationships in which your parents did not approve? Oh, I'm sure. No, no, no. I mean, give us one example. I don't really want to. They ain't yeah, going to approve of Lanny, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Did, have you, I mean, of course they approve from Dave. Dave's a great guy. Yeah. But have, like, have you, did you have to ever bring home someone your parent, you knew your parents were not going to be? Someone like Fonzie. Fonzie. <laughs> Arthur Fonzie. Yes. Did you ever bring a Fonzie home and Did your you like bad boys? Like, I did. No, I, no. No? You know what? Enough. We're you, just we're trying not, to figure out who y'all are. You were not into bad boys? You don't need to figure out who I am. Just give us little pieces of yourself, devil. Share yourself. Yeah, because our listeners want to know. They want to know. They want to know. You're the most popular person on Dweebs, devil. Come it on was now. so give bad. Give a little piece of your tiny little stone cold black heart in there. Yeah, so did did you have, like, bad boys that you dated when you were younger? Yeah. Okay, and your parents didn't like. Did they, sure. did they, did they lay rubber as they took off from your parents' house? <laughs> no. Uh, let's see. I, so, that's what bad boys do. I, I read that. Is that what they do? Yeah. I while they that. while they blare. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. 
All right, so they're not swayed, and they warn her not to see Rod, and they threaten to move away if she continued to date the self-proclaimed vampire. Wow, so they were going to relocate just because of Rod the vampire. But Charity... Vincigo. But Charity was in love. But well, I love him. She loves him, and she, a girl's got to follow her heart. And would defy her parents' wishes. One night, Rod's, Rod's mother came home to find Rod and Charity on the floor drinking each other's blood. Yeah, that's a red flag. Man, you got to wrap that... It's my motherfucking house. I pay the goddamn mortgage. You're not going to tired of all this shit. Well, I mean, they could have been fucking. I mean, at least it's. I think they were doing both. I'm sure. Well, we don't know that. You, you, you they were crossing you're over. Judgmental, huh? You're pretty judgmental. Oh, they're crossing just over. Jump to yeah, they're crossing over. Oh, they, if they were crossing over, they were doing the nasty. So in '96, Rod meets 15-year-old Heather Windorf, okay. who was living with family in Kentucky, and soon introduced her to the vampire clan. Heather supposedly had a rough home life, which she described as hell. She was living in Murray with relatives, with her parents still in Florida, where she was raised. According to reports, Heather claimed that her father had abused her, and her new family, in quotes, which meant the vampire clan, vowed revenge. It was not long before the core members of the group, Rod, 16, Scott, 16, Charity, 16, Dana Cooper, 19, for the love of Pete, and Heather, 15, were on their way from Kentucky to Florida to exact revenge. In late November of 1996, the group piled into a pickup truck and headed south on 74. Originally, the group planned to spend the Thanksgiving holiday in New Orleans visiting voodoo sites. They also planned to visit Rod's favorite arcade that was located in the Big Easy. Because well, yeah. he's a man of the world, and he's you, been to a fucking wanna, arcade. Brandy, you're gonna, we're going to be in New Orleans this summer. Perhaps? We are. Yeah, for um, Powder and Love. You know what I'm not doing? What? Going to an arcade. <laughs> will you, you go to an arcade? Will you go to an arcade with me if I go? No. You go to the voodoo guy to get your juju up, and then you go play Pac-Man. That's is how that you beat what the it record. Is? Yeah. Uh, however, during the trip, Rod expressed his desire to stop in Florida, because it's on the way. To stop in Florida and take revenge on Heather's father for the alleged abuse. At this point, Heather became concerned for her parents' well-being and begged Rod not to hurt them. Okay. Uh, Rod relented, and finally it was agreed that Rod and Scott would merely steal Heather's family's car. Okay. So Heather's okay with that. They compromised. Sure. Heather's okay with that plan uh, and told Rod that her parents kept the keys to the family SUV in their bedroom. Mm. When the group arrived in... Is it U.S. Uestis? I think so. Florida. Uh, it was early evening, and the lights in the Windorf home were dimmed. The teens could not determine if Richard and Naoma Windorf uh, were currently asleep or simply not home. Rod ordered the girls to wait outside while he and Scott approached the house. They were able to get into the garage, which is attached to the family home. Once in the garage, Rod thought he heard a noise, so he searched frantically for a weapon. Uh, he came upon an axe, but it was too heavy because oh, he's a delicate flower. Candy ass, some um, bitch. Uh, you can't kill an axe. You ain't got no somebody with an axe. You ain't got no goddamn business killing somebody. So it was. Too, you know what it's like to me? It's what's like, it like those goddamn hipsters, and I'm gonna tell you this right now. Okay. If you got a beard. Okay, uh-huh. you got a beard and you can't change the spark plugs in your car. Uh-huh. Shave that fucking beard off now. You don't deserve to have a beard. Cause really, you have a vagina. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I see these guys walking around down here with the big long beards and all groomed out. First of all, you don't put oil or wax or groom your beard. You just look like a goddamn mountain man. Mm-hmm. But if you got a beard, Timmy. Uh-huh. That you, implies you, you have skills. That implies... You're a man. That you're a manly man. Yeah. And if you can't fix the plumbing in your house, if you can't change the wiring in your house, if you can't change the spark plugs on your car, what do you do, devil? You shave your damn beard because you ain't earned a beard yet. Perfect. So, Rod He makes a point, Brandy. Okay. I don't, I, dis- got a beard. I don't disagree. I've changed the plumbing in my house. I've fixed the plumbing. I've changed the spark plugs in a car. I've done all kinds of manly, manly, manly things You've in my life. Your beard. I have earned my. This beer is great too. I've earned every hair on my face, devil. If you look around, you will see nobody here gives a fuck about that. <laughs> so I'm gonna keep moving. Uh, so anyway, so he can't and get a crown, Colonel. He cannot. Yeah. And you've earned yours too. <laughs> oh. 
He cannot uh, quickly wield this axe because it's too heavy for him. Because a little candy ass. But he came upon a crowbar. Okay. Uh, it was light and just as deadly. So slowly, Rod and no, Scott. No, I, I beg to differ. Okay. Entered the <laughs> why, family. Why do you say that for a colonel? Because I can, one good blow. If, now, this is con, now, this is if you're a manly man. Oh, my God. And you know, the, the colonel ain't nothing if not a manly man, Timmy. Uh, well, you, now, he, he's got a point. You or give me nothing. an axe, and now crowbar, if you hit him properly in a good spot in the temple, you know, you could crush some stuff and really mess him up. But you give me an axe, Timmy, I could drive it straight through somebody. I killed a bear with a hatchet one time. Perfect. Brandy, he is a manly man. Mm-hmm. So I heard. I, I could let my beard grow all the way down to my damn waist if I wanted to. That's could, how much manly he I He could have got. a pubic beard if he wanted. <laughs> I could have a, I so, have a pubic beard. So I used to think pubic meant public. And I, <laughs> <laughs> why am I not surprised by and any I of that? And I couldn't figure out why anyone would want to have public hair. Well, you have public hair, and then you have, and then you have your private hair. That you yeah, wear but your on private, the weekends. Private hair should be, you know, covered that up. That you wear on the weekends. All right. Now, so these dipshits are in the garage. They right. find a crowbar. Right. They're going in. Right. So they found Heather's bedroom, but okay. there was nobody there. All right. So the two teens searched frantically for the keys for the family SUV, but they was unable to find them. They thought that perhaps they were in the wrong bedroom. The second bedroom was on the other side of the family living room, and there, sound asleep on the sofa, was Heather's father, Richard Wendorf. Rod would later state that he intended to keep his promise to Heather and not harm her parents. However, as he looked down on the 49-year-old man sleeping on the sofa, Rod found himself filled with rage. Looking down, Rod slowly raised the crowbar over his head, and as Scott looked on in horror, Rod began to pummel Richard's head with the steel rod. See, he pummeled. You give me an axe, Timmy. Mm -hmm. One shot, and I'm done. Perfect. Uh, Top of his head, gone. Police believe that Richard Wendorf was struck at least 20 times by Rod. See, that's just bullshit. He never even woke up. Why you gotta hit somebody 20 times to kill him? He's angry. The sofa and the living room floor are now covered with Richard's blood. Scott stood in shock as Rod kept striking Richard's head long after he was already dead. Scott stared at Richard and claimed he appeared to be in a trance. Both boys were covered with blood splatter, splatter and brain tissue. As the boys stood there trying to comprehend what they had just done, Richard's wife, Naomi, happened to walk in the room. She had just taken a shower and was, slipping, was sipping on a cup of coffee in the kitchen when she heard a commotion in the living room and went to see what was happening. She looked on in horror as, as she saw the two teens covered with blood standing over her dead husband. Rod would later testify. You know, again, he's got no plans. These people right. are forcing his hand. It's like Reservoir Dogs yeah. up on there. He's got no plans of harming Naomi uh, and that he didn't blame her for Heather's alleged abuse. But when Naomi saw the boy, she became frightened and threw her hot coffee on Rod as she tried to flee for safety, and she, but she wouldn't make it. Rod claimed his reaction was to the hot coffee that had been spewed on him. Rod raised the crowbar once again and began beating Naomi Windorf around the head and shoulders as she cried out for help. Yeah, and again, these photos are available online. They're pretty gruesome. Rod stood over Naomi and continued to beat her with the crowbar until she became silent. Silent woman! Shh! Quiet, priest! Shh! Blood drenched her light blue robe and pajamas. Even the color of the carpet was, an indistinguishable, was indistinguishable due to the heavy flow of blood. The walls of the Windorf's living space was sprayed with blood spatter. Rod and Scott were also covered in the victim's blood. It was like a scene from one of the horror movies Rod enjoyed watching so often, except this was real. It was not a game. This was not role play. This was cold-blooded murder. Cold-blooded Cold murder. murder. Rod Farrell, who had lived his life in a fantasy world, was now a real bloodthirsty killer. Shit got and he real. would soon have to face the real-life consequences of his actions. It was a fantasy, and then it got real. After the boys came to terms with the gravity of their actions, they frantically searched the home for the keys to the Windorf's Ford Explorer. They located the keys in a candy dish in the family kitchen. The boys made a half-hearted attempt to cover Richard Windorf's body with a shawl, but left Naomi's bludgeoned body out, just out in the world. Rod searched the family's medicine cabinet for drugs and for a salve to treat his neck, which had been burnt by the hot coffee neck. Naomi had thrown on him. 
After finding the keys, the boys jumped into the family's SUV and pulled out of the garage. They drove three blocks to where the girls, Charity, Dana, and Heather, were waiting in the pickup truck. Yeah, so parents are dead. She doesn't even know now. She thinks, remember, Charity thinks that he's just still in the car. Yeah. Well, so does Heather. Yeah. It's Heather's parents. Well, the teens piled into the Windows Ford Explorer and headed for New Orleans. Where Brandy will be this summer for Padre and Love. That's right. The girls became frightened as the boys seemed nervous and upset. And finally, Rod told his female companions. Did nobody notice that they were covered in gore? Yeah, I get. Yeah, they uh, had to change clothes. They had to stop and change clothes on the way. I uh, see. That's not in the script. That would yeah. probably. I'm, be I just added that, Colonel. I, I try to like to, you know, add as we go. Okay. Yeah, I understand. Timmy that, wants to remain relevant. I am relevant. He's quite relevant. I don't know how I get number four out of a <laughs> fucking three-panel podcast. Hey, that's that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> not hilarious. <laughs> Fuck thing writes this fucking shit. You think it writes itself? I don't know. This prose does not just appear on this paper like this. Uh, uh, correct. It does not. Um, now, finally, Rod, 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 Rod told his You know, Brandy to, is mean, and she's still the most popular one on this. I know, that's what, do you know why, Timmy? Hmm. I mean, let's just, uh, you know, I'm going to say it. Everybody knows it. Hmm. I'm just going to say it out loud. The women on the podcast page are mean. Uh, well, I wouldn't go that far. We have some very lovely women on our podcast Name page. Name them. Well, I wouldn't, I don't want to get in specifics. Okay. Callie, mean. Amber, mean. Karen Barnes, mean. Leanne is very nice. Who? Leanne is Dan Flanagan, mean drunk. (laughs) Shelly Garrett. Oh, Christ almighty, Timmy. Uh, Dominique. Oh, she's a witch. Brandy has to leave us. Brandy, you have any final thoughts before you rudely leave in the middle of a podcast? I am sorry that I have to go. But I'm sure that you two will talk about me and be complete dickweeds all on your own. I appreciate everybody's vote. Yes. And have a lovely rest of the day. And you will see people in uh, Nashville, right, to look you up and buy you drinks. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. Brandy is now going to leave us as she would rather be somewhere else. And if you run into Brandy, now Brandy can't hear real well, so remember to stand real close next to her when you're talking. And yell in her ear. Yeah, just... Now, as the girls tried to calm Heather, she insisted on going home to check on her parents, but Rod told her that would not be possible. And if she did return, they would know that she was in the car, in, on the car theft, and it would put everyone in danger. Well, she, he's got a point. Rod assured Heather Bye, that Brandy. once they got to New Orleans, she could call and check on her You're parents. You're going to miss how this turns out. You're going to miss the ending. Sure you're going to miss the climax, <laughs> devil. You're going to miss You're going to miss the climax. I usually do. <laughs> and bye Brandy. Continue, Colonel. A couple hours later, Heather's older sister returned. We won't home. be interrupted now. Exactly. Now, now you know what, Timmy? Mm-hmm. I'm going to do the rest of this podcast in my underwear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now that the devil's not here, just give me a minute here. All right. Continue, Colonel. Okay, now I'm in my boxes. All right, we should make this a premium episode, Timmy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we should. A pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we should do this live. Do it live, damn it. So a couple hours later, Heather's older sister returned home after a date with her boyfriend. Upon entering her parents' home, she found the bodies of her mother and dad sprawled out on the living room floor. In a panic, she ran out of the home to a neighbor's home to call 911. Yeah, and again, it, the, you can look at photos on online. It had to be horrific to come in and see your parents all bludgeoned to death like that. Yeah. And, you know, you know, you bring up this point before uh, when we talk about these stories. We're really talking about the worst day of anyone's life. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's, I mean, we try to find things around the edges to make light out, but it's pretty gruesome stuff. Oh, it's damn gruesome to me. Damn gruesome. All right, continue, Colonel. So anyway, her parents have been dead by th- for three hours by this point, and the Florida State Patrol put an APB on the dark pl- It's an all-points bulletin, Brandy, if you're listening. Yeah. When you listen to this, Brandy, she won't. You know she never listens. <laughs> I don't think she's ever listened to one podcast. <laughs> no, she hasn't. So they got an APB. Um, 
around the same time the killers crossed the Alabama state line, and it's a little more than 600 miles between Eustis, Florida, and New Orleans, Timmy. It's a long drive. Yeah, I've been. I've made that drive before, and it, it took the teenagers almost three, 13 hours to reach their destination. They would have made better time had they not been pulled over by police no less than eight times during the journey. Eight times? Or five times during the okay. journey. Well, that's still a lot. That's a lot, and especially for having an APB. Rod also took time to dispose of the murder weapon on the journey. Each time the teenagers were let go after convincing the police they were on a holiday vacation, Timmy. Just a holiday. On a holiday. They're on a holiday. Yeah, Rod, you just murdered somebody with a crowbar. What you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm going, going to Disneyland. <laughs> going to an arcade in yeah, New Orleans. Going to an arcade. After four days of driving through four states, the group was finally found in Baton Rouge, Timmy. Baton Rouge. Give me relatives in Baton Rouge. I do, Timmy. Got family down there. One of the girls, Charity Kesey, placed a call to her mother in South Dakota. The group needed money, and Charity thought that her mother could help them. Apparently, the police were on to them at this point. Yeah. However, Charity's mom, instead of giving her a dime, dropped a dime on her, Timmy, Mm. and informed police about her daughter's whereabouts and help police trick the teens into going to a local Howard Johnson's hotel. A hojo. A hojo. Do they even have those anymore? I don't know, but I've met a hoe at a hojo before. <laughs> Dude, I am so disappointed. You know, they closed the back page. They arrested the, Oh, did they? They arrested the owners of back page. Oh, that's bullshit. It that's, really, it really. That's freedom of the press to well, me right there. It really is because, you know, the girls. They use that to screen customers. They, you know, yeah. they're going to be back out on the street now. Mm-hmm. So what they, you know, they, they're trying to say they're making this safe and everything. They're really making it more dangerous because the girls are still going to be. Right. They're still going to be doing the same thing. Yeah. Now they're going to be yeah, back there. on the streets. So these four, now they're all wrapped. They're, they're caught. They're handcuffed. They're held in the Baton Rouge jail for a week before being extradited back to Florida where they were initially booked at the Lake County Jail. They were later moved to a juvenile facility in Ocala. Man, I think the last place, besides Texas, the last place you want to face a capital offense is, is Florida. Uh, is Florida. Yeah. yeah. Now, on February 12, 1998, then 17-year-old Rob Farrell pled guilty to the murders, claiming that the others traveling with him were innocent except Scott, who was just simply an accessory. Yeah. No, Scott he, was just hanging out, but Scott is uh, in, in deep doo-doo. Yeah, now Rob Farrell pled guilty to two counts of felony murder and was sentenced to death, Timmy. Dun-dun-dun. Later reduced to a life sentence. Now, Charity was convicted of two counts of third-degree murder, Robbery with a gun or deadly weapon, and burglary armed with weapons or explosives. You ever seen a, a burglar come in with a bomb? No. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do a home invasion, a bomb ain't the way to do it, Timmy. Yeah, they say not to bring a gun either, because you bring a gun, then you're, it adds, like, automatically adds 10, to, 10 years to Yeah, your... 10 years, but bringing a bomb's just stupid. Yeah. Because really. if you're in the house and you blow it up, you're going to blow yourself. You're going to be like that squirrel just dropping off there. Don't bring a bomb. Nope. Leave so the bombs at home. She was she got ten and a half years in state prison. Dana Cooper was convicted of those charges as well and given a seventeen and a half year prison sentence. Scout was convicted of the same charges as Farrell and sentenced to life in prison. The poor some bitch never even swung a crowbar to me. No, but he was don't hang out with don't hang out with five hundred year old vampires. Exactly. No, 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 they're bad news. Now, for two years, Farrell held the record as the youngest inmate on death row until September 1999 when the Florida Supreme Court reduced the sentence to life. Rod and other members of the Vampire Clan are now serving time in Florida. 15-year-old Heather Windorf, who lost both of her parents, was not charged in this case, Timmy. Yeah, she was not charged. And um, as we mentioned, Rod's mother was later charged a year later that was 1996 and then when the murders took place and a year later she was charged with sending um explicit uh, letters to a 14 year old um again claiming to want to cross over drinking blood and uh, having sex and uh, and it, you know I, you know i don't know what happened there but uh something something's weird about right, that. Yeah, uh, but now they're all doing time in Florida, and I think Rod is, I, I believe he's like in his late 30s now. So he's oh, still okay. a rel- relatively a young man. This 
occurred in the mid nineties. So. Oh yeah. So, um, Colonel, your final thoughts on the vampire clan? I just murders. hang around with these. I stay away from these types, Timmy. Yeah, I dated some goth chicks, though, man. They, they're pretty hot. Sometimes they are. Yeah. Some mortation was. Yeah. All right, Colonel. We'd like to thank uh, those uh, Patreons, who, those people who support us on Patreon. They give their That's hard-earned right. money for a whole podcast, even though Brandy walks out yeah. in the middle of you it. Yeah, Brandy getting a pay cut for this. One. Yeah, I think I think she should. She is. Uh, but. Um, those of you who would like to support the, the podcast, please go to patreon.com where you uh, slash history dweebs. That's patreon.com slash history dweebs where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or, or just a wee little bit to me. We'd also like inc- to encourage you to leave us a review on iTunes. It's been a while since we've got any reviews, and that really helps people find us. So if you like the podcast, please leave us a five star review on iTunes. We would really appreciate it. And now, the colonel now, is going to give a shout-out. patrons who we deeply yes. appreciate. Who we love. Ben Dobrovich. Ben, we forgot Ben last time. Yes. So, Ben, we are very sorry. Ben D., thank you very much for supporting the podcast. James Seabright, Tommy Lane, Jason Dykes, Terry Stafford. Yay, Terry. Shelly Garrett, who we just talked about before. The lovely Sherry Garrett, Garrett, who is also your co-host. and co-host on Rants and Reason. Rants and Reason podcast, available on iTunes. Yeah, she's a very, very smart woman, Mm -hmm. but then she acts I heard that that she was like, uh, I heard that uh, she really schools you on that podcast. (laughs) She does. (laughs) She does. It's not even funny, Tim. (laughs) Bridget Clavey, Brandy McBride, Jennifer Svoda, Maggie Glover, Mike Sadler, Jamie Dent, Maja, Tyrone. The very lovely Maja. You know, I'm going to be in Europe, and I'm not going to, unfortunately, I'm not going to get to Poland. But if I did, I would look up Maja because she's cool. She is very cool. Amber Scoville, Marsha Boris, Stacey Alisop, Jody and Sean Wells, Amber Anderson, and our friends Ben and Roseanne Fitton from They Walk Among Us. Ben just had a birthday, celebrated his 80th birthday, according to Roseanne. According to Roseanne, yeah. yeah. And Ben, this is is amazing. Ben's brother's running a half marathon in memory of his mother. Yeah. Yeah. Ben and and um, Ben, his brother, lost his mother, I think, in 2014. Yeah. To um, cancer, and his brother uh, runs a marathon to support cancer research. So, uh, best of them. It's pretty impressive, Timmy. Lorna Violet, Mike Dale, Kelly. I can run. I can run a a half 500k. I could. I could probably. I I, I shouldn't say that. I run about. I run. I, I I run 30 yard sprints with the dog. Okay. Well, that's something. I, I, now, and, and I'll get back to our Patreons, but here's mm-hmm. this amazing trick. One of these days I'm going to film it because Rudy loves to chase a baseball. Uh-huh. And I'll throw a baseball about, you know, I don't know how far, mm-hmm. a couple, 150 feet. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, Rudy, sit. And you can see the dog just twitching, twitching, <laughs> he twitching. He wants to run. And I just take off running for the baseball. Mm-hmm. And after I get about 30 yards, I say, Go. And that dog will chase that baseball. He'll try to beat me to that baseball. And if I get about a 30-yard head start on him, uh-huh. he can finally catch me and pass me up and get to the ball before I do. And I usually – that's how I stay in this uh, this physical condition I that I'm see. in, Tim. I see. Well, so glad anyway, to hear that. We got Karen Widener, Callie, the lovely Callie, Lauren Meredith, Jessica Greeno. Pleasing Terrors. Yes, very nice podcast, very exciting podcast on the paranormal with our good friend Mike Brown. Mike Brown, Sarah Bloom, Amber Croup, the Now America podcast with Joe Hopkins and uh, Sean. Sean. Catherine Kaka, Garage Richardson, Fiona Chris. Catherine, you really need to work on that nickname. You, you do. Really. Fiona Chris, who's I think is uh, vacationing in Thailand. She's supposed always to, vacationing. Always oh, beautiful like, pictures. She like, Paris, she, she like Paris Hilton too. She is. She is. Laura O'Reilly, Christine Bourgeois, Aaron, Kimberly Camber, and Elise. History goes bump. With our good friend Diane Student. Jahara, Alicia, and Chip, Marika Smith. Jeff and John Don Chestnut from Backroads to History and Poems by Jeff and the coolest socks on the planet. Jeff has some cool socks. I agree. Karen Barnes, Rachel Flynn, Shirley, Squirrely, Shirley, Squirrely Strap. Our good friend Shirley Strap from Canada. That's right. Todd Long, Lydia Fisher, Phyllis Munson, Melissa Montoya, Christine Malachinsky, Heather Poole, Adam McWaters, The Vanish Podcast. Um, the Canadian True Crime with Christy Lee, our Toronto friend, Insight Who is with Charlie from and Allie. Christy Lee from Australia, Australia. Huh? but lives in Canada. 
Yeah. And then you got Charlie from uh, Kansas, and then you've got uh, Allie from Australia. Allie from Australia and yeah. Insight. There are people all over the place. Joe Clifford, Mistress Veda, Mistress Veda. Do you think she's a dominatrix? Oh, I'm sure she is. Too. Mm-hmm. I'm sure of it. Ron Monasterio, Tracy Smith, Jess, John V, Nene, Bridget Bernard, Stacy, Christine Howard, Cheryl Weldon, Nicholas, Ryan, Margaret McDonald, Aaron Turner, Michelle Johns, Clark, and Diane Trowbridge. Beth Wallen, Andrew Scammell. I'm sorry, Timmy. Uh-huh. You know, um, who is a, someone who has a real good sense of humor is Michelle Johns. Oh, yeah, she really does. Mm-hmm. Aaron Fowler, um, Michaela Wallstrom, Leanne, the lovely Leanne Flanagan. Yes. Uh, Marissa Albanese. Of course, Lady Beverly, Timmy. The lovely Lady Beverly. Lovely Lady Beverly. Rudy, the Wonder Dog. Uh, a proud sponsor of proud ours. Proud Patreon sponsor. Mm-hmm. And the one and only Timmy, Dottie Scott. My mom, who listens to every episode faithfully and that's why we do these shows every week we make sure we do a show a week just for Dottie. Tim. and she also likes uh rants and reasons oh does she she does and uh, we encourage does. people to listen to that as well as the colonel and i uh other podcast dead ball where we take a look at uh tragedies and we're baseball history about that one with baseball starting what do you and, yes. well we'll get on to this in dead ball but uh oh man i'm going blank there the pitcher and the hitter i don't know what you're talking about Yadimir Molina? No, 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 no. To me, he started two games already. And oh. Hit three on, home runs uh, in three on games. Tony, on Tony. Yeah. Yeah. That incredible. guy's amazing. So we'll get yes. into him on Dead Ball. Yes. And, uh, of course, Brandy has a podcast with Rachel, and that's Haunted Visions where they look at paranormal stuff. Yeah, they're drunk most of the time when they record. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, any final thoughts, Colonel, before we say uh, bid uh, everyone an adieu for this week? Um, no, we'll be back next week, and hopefully the colonel will be healed up. I'll post a picture of my wounded knee. I, 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 I left my heart at wounded uh, yeah, knee. Yeah, there me. was probably, you buried your heart there. Oh, it was terrible. I'll post yeah. a picture of it. It's I never understood that, horrible. buried my heart at wounded knee. Why would you bury your heart there? It's I don't gr- know. Kind of gruesome. It's all bruised up. We have to do a podcast on wounded knee. I thought we did one. No, but oh, the okay. wounded knee, of course, was a site of a... Um, massacre and That's it was also right. a site of a protest back in the 70s yeah interesting so we have to do that uh so uh colonel any final thoughts before we leave for today no final thoughts timmy all right thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next time on history tweets good bye, day bye everyone Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.